When is the last time you spoke about your faith in public? Think about it. Do you think that you are a good witness on behalf of God? Do you get a gold star for your witness? Anyone? It's something. <laughs> For me, um, the greatest miracle of the gospel, this might sound sacrilegious, but the greatest miracle of the gospel is not Christ's resurrection. That is not the greatest miracle of the gospel. It's God's unwavering faith in humanity to bear witness to the light of Christ in this world. That, to me, is the great miracle of the gospel. I mean, think about it. We're not exactly exemplary in the faith department. We have a long and sordid history of faithlessness and selfishness. And yet, of all the options, of all the ways God could be known in this world, could spread the good news, more effective ways, in my personal opinion, God elected human beings to be the heralds of Christ. That's amazing. And it began with a young girl named Mary, and then a few shepherds, and then a dozen or so fishermen, coupled with the voices of the poor and the outcast and the sinner. This is how the light in the beginning was spread. And, well, truthfully, they were pretty successful. We're here. One of the aspects, though, of 21st century faith, I notice time and time again, is how scared people are to talk about their faith. How they will lower their voice, avert their eyes, or just simply deny that they go to church on Sundays. Someone's diminishing God or diminishing uh, Christian faith, they'll just keep their mouth shut. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to get into a debate. I don't want to get into a theological conversation with you. But then on the flip side, I also recognize that we have this really beautiful ability to make our faith all about us. All about our journey, our needs, our wants, our brokenness, our time, our agendas, our church, our traditions, our denomination. Honestly, it seems... Faith is more about us at times than it actually is about Jesus. And yet the gospel witness points over and over and over again, not to self, but points to God and Christ. And this is evidenced in today's gospel lesson, which can be summed up in three statements. God sent a man named John. John came to bear witness to the light. Just go with it. (laughs) And the goal of his witness is that all might believe through him. We encounter John, often known as John the Baptist, in Bethany. Yet John the Gospel writer, the evangelist, only refers to him by his birth name, not by title. And that omission is telling. 
Even when the religious leaders in today's lesson question John, offering him titles, prophet, Elijah, Messiah, so they can better understand him and what it is he is doing, he denies them. All he would own was that he was a voice, not even the voice, calling out in the wilderness, preparing people for the Lord's coming. His task was clear and simple. He was preparing for someone else. And in his humility, his confidence, his clarity of purpose, John refused to allow anyone, including himself, to make this moment about anything other than the main event. Jesus. John's example, his witness, is a powerful reminder and challenge for us today regarding the way we orient our lives and live out our faith. Anyone have an answer about their witnessing yet? We'll get back to it. If we make Advent or any aspect of our faith journey in Christ about our stuff, ourselves, then we miss the point entirely. Advent calls us to three things. First, constantly preparing ourselves for Christ's coming, for God's reign. It's about shifting our focus from us to God. Second, believing in Christ. And I'm not talking about intellectual ideas about Christ. I'm talking about placing our entire being, our lives, resources, possessions, values, energies, relationships, under the direction of Christ. And third, allowing our lives to speak, to be voices on behalf of God so that others wandering in the wilderness might believe and know God's purpose for their life, God's purpose for this world. The critical task here is to get ourselves, our egos, our stuff out of the way and allow the word to be known, to be felt, to be experienced. In my own life, two men made the path straight for me, as straight as a path can be for me. (laughs) And they did it through their witness, through their faith, through pointing to God. Grayson showed me the depth of God's love for me and for all people. Where John Keeney gave me the courage to accept God's call. They prepared my life for the arrival of the light, for God. They prepared my life for what God would do through me. And so now I try to make the path straight, or smooth for others through my own pointing to God, through my own voice calling out in the wilderness. Now, the thing about John and Grayson is neither of them ever walked up to me and and asked, do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Have you been baptized? Were you immersed or sprinkled upon? That's what we typically think about when we talk about witnessing. 
That's what we think. We think we have to get into a debate. We think we have to diminish someone, put someone on the spot, make them feel uncomfortable. Like we're going to be their savior in a sense. But that is not the gospel witness here. All John and Grayson did, and the host of those in the gospel narrative, is simply lived their lives aligned with God. They spoke a truth about God, about themselves, about how God was transforming their lives. Do you realize that by being here today, you are pointing to God? Do you realize that? Do you realize you are witnessing in this very moment to God? Do you realize that every, every time you talk about this church, you talk about this community, you pack a lunch for those who hunger, that you put on a t-shirt with a unicorn and walk down High Street, you are pointing to God. You are bearing witness to the light of Christ in this world. Every time you accept another human being as they were created, you point to God's good creation. Every time you speak a word of justice, a word of love, a word of peace, you point to Christ in this world. And you didn't even know it. When your living reflects the statement, come and see, you are pointing to God. You are fulfilling your purpose on behalf of God. Henry Nouwen, in his book, Life of the Beloved, everything changes radically from the moment you know yourself as being sent into the world. And when you claim the light of God, you find yourself becoming more and more radiant. The question you then ask yourself is not, what can I offer others? But who can I be for others? That is the question you ask yourself. Who can I be for others? Will you be a voice calling out in the wilderness, heralding the coming of the light? Will you be an advocate for change, transformation in this world? Will you be a witness on behalf of God? Will you be a person who makes straight the path for others so they might believe? God sends, Jesus sends. And we are the ones who are sent. You can't get out of it. And if you have faith in Christ, if you live in the light of God, then you've got to point to it. God sends, Jesus sends, we're the ones who are sent. So go forth and point. Amen.